Welcome to Daily Discussions. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison. Um, today on the show, we have Leandra. I'll get her to pronounce her surname later because that's too difficult for me. Um, before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional landowners on whose land we record, which is the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation. So welcome to the show, Leandra. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Isaac. <laughs> um, now, before we start, can you please pronounce your surname? Sure. So um, my first name is Leandra and my surname is Geikomangu. It's pretty much just phonetical. So Geikomangu. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, so as it sounds. And um, where is your mob and is that surname related to that particular Yes. Yeah. So um, I am a Yungo woman from northeast Arnhem Land. So my family are all around um, Milingimbi. My sister lives in Raminginning. Um, so all my mother from there, um, I'm the Kupupungu people, so that's my language yep. group. And, yeah, my my last name is a Yungo name. My So my full name is Leandra Jurwe Geikmangu. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to write that on all documents, like for government and stuff? Yeah, so my Medicare card is like just one, like there's no space, like it's all just, yeah, all, wow. you know, all letters. Um, It's kind of, you know, whenever I've been pulled over, I guess, for like a, you know, breath or, you know, random RBT or whatever, people, yep. I'm like, ah, oh, I know a long name. People are always like, where's that from? I'm like, oh, just this country, <laughs> you know, it's from here, I'm Aboriginal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, yeah, um, so. Oh, so Yonglu, um, you know, famous Yonglu people, uh, would that be Gormul as well? Gormul's a Yonglu yes. man? Yes. Yeah, so he's Yonglu man. Um, then, oh, way to put me on the spot. Now I'm going to go blank. Um, then, of course, <laughs> you know, there's the beautiful Magnolia um, yeah. model. And then there yeah. is um, one of our swimwear is named after Rawai Hicks. Yeah, yeah. And then there is um, uh, David Gulpalil, um, yeah, yeah. big actor. <laughs> there are, okay, we yeah, don't need to show off now. Yeah, I was like, let me, yeah. let me and just, like, yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, so we'll get to, um, you're living in. Oh, how did I forget Baker Boy? Baker Boy is from the oh, same Baker community Boy. as me. There we go. <laughs> claiming Baker Boy. So Baker yeah, Boy. Yeah, I know. I'll claim this, that. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. Been named, yeah. So. Um, so that's awesome. And so you grew up on country or did you grow off off country or whereabouts? Yeah. Um, so the first few years of my life, yeah. So I was born in Nulamboya Gove. And then yep. the first couple of years, yep, I grew up on country and then um, moved away. Sydney, lived in Cape York for a little while. Canberra for a little while, yep. and then uh, yeah, settled in Wollongong. Wait, so. Cape Cape York, like the yes. top? Yeah, yeah Queensland. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sometimes I um get that confused with Cape Town. So when people say Cape York, I think Cape Town for some reason. I don't know uh, what that is. So I was like, oh, South Africa. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what? Um, so you went to Sydney. Um, at what age you sort of move across to Sydney again? Um, so I think I was about. <laughs> Oh, three or four. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, we moved to Wollongong for a little bit. Mum was working here in Wollongong for a little while and then um, moved up to, yeah, um, Cape York. So I lived in Cohen for a few years. Yeah, okay. 
Um, and then from there, yeah, we moved to Canberra for a couple of years and then, yep. um, which was, you know, complete different lifestyle. So in Colin, yeah. I didn't, you know, I was, I was coming home for lunch, didn't wear shoes, a school uniform. Yeah. And then went straight to icy cold Canberra and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. What is all of this? Yeah, I've, I've. I only went to Canberra last year. I was like, oh, this is Canberra. You know, it was not uh, what I expected. Um, and so being away from country, I, were you able to keep language intact? So Yonglu language, is that? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not fluent, but I do understand yep. some language. And uh, yeah, definitely have a, um, so I'm one of seven. I'm the baby yep. of seven kids. Yeah, and wow. Yeah, so um, definitely, you know, still strong connections to, to up home with my family and where I'm yep. from. And, yeah, we just got back from a trip being, yeah, back up at home, which was so good. Um, it was a bit crazy because, you know, everything going on, but um, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, was back. there, um, while we are talking about on country and home, was there any cases up in uh, Arnhem Land that you know of or what was the community uh, uh, sort of response? coronavirus yeah 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 um it was actually once you were so there was all biosecurity laws so obviously we, we had to quarantine because we crossed the border and that was something yep. that we knew um but we were going for yeah family reasons so um yeah it was yeah. essential travel personally so yep. um yeah we had to quarantine in darwin for two weeks and then i had to get a whole you know like permits which i've never had to get before being your yeah, going okay. home i yeah it was like whoa okay so we had to get permits yeah um sign offs from police and letters of all kinds of stuff and wow. you know police checks at the airport um going through paperwork and yeah it was just it was full on uh, i can imagine that'd be very stressful i'm stressed it was, uh, just listening it to was. you tell me about it so um, honestly i was like yeah but it once we got there it was really nice because my internet well i had internet you know you know i had internet yep. and stuff but i wasn't on my phone as much as i normally am yeah um, yep. and it was just nice to kind of disconnect and not have so much media or you know even just the radio i wasn't listening to the radio as much or um yeah yeah it was just, just the information overload i think for us yeah. as well the mob, you know uh, the information overload just sort of yeah that's definitely got to me i went to uh sort of cruising along to being very busy during the uh the crisis and um yeah i had to take a couple of weeks off too because it was just too much information uh all yeah. at once yeah so you got nice mom and dad connect. calling they're back on country yeah. and so it was like oh man it's too much to juggle and you got the kids at home yeah. all the time so and i can't escape yeah. so i've got to stay <laughs> there's no sports or gyms to go to so no, no that's uh, that's deadly and so you grew up um so high school uni did you go uni as well yeah so i went to wollongong university i did my yeah. bachelor of arts and then yep. I, so I did that always with the goal of being becoming a high school teacher. So I did, yep. yeah, my Bachelor of Arts, majored in English Lit. No, sorry, majored in Modern History and minored in English Lit, Literature. Yep. Yep. And then went on and did my um, graduate diploma of secondary education in English and History. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And um, so school teacher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, school teacher. Put that together. Um, yeah. So, school teacher, did you go straight into work? I know in Queensland, when you graduate, you've got to sort of go out bush for like three years um, yeah, once you graduate and then come back. 
there is that option, but I was lucky enough to to get a um, position in Campbelltown. So it was yeah, about okay. a 45 minute to hour commute, you know, yep. one way. So, which was perfect because it kind of gave me a little bit of space from work and home life. Um, so, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. There. And so, how, so the question is, how does a school teacher <laughs> end up? creating a swimwear brand uh, yeah. and then now last week on Vogue. So how know, does that all happen? Come into play. It's it's a little mix of personal and uh, it's a lot of probably more my personal side coming through. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I love education in terms of what it what it can unlock and I don't think that and I don't think that education needs to only be done or can only be done in a classroom setting, you know, real yeah. world education and stuff is is so much can be so you know much more beneficial or you know balancing those two places um but yeah i kind of i went on maternity leave with zion who's now two and a half and i yeah. just was like you know i love being in the classroom and i love educating and, and teaching and that that element of being a teacher but there was just something that i felt was missing for me personally and um Growing up in Wollongong, my, when my mum remarried, um, my stepdad's yeah. a really big surfer. So we all our holidays would be, you know, by a beach. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was a really big part of who I was as well. And, yeah, swimming, surfing, beach, the ocean, my family in Arnhem Land, you know, little island. So, you know, the sea is, is a big yeah. part of that. Yeah. So um, Just that, that sea has crocodiles in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that as a kid, I would still swim. And the crocodiles were never really a, a thing. I do remember yeah. being stung by stingers, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that was a big part of it. And then I thought, okay, so what am I going to do? And then I really wanted to be able to share uh, more about, you know, Indigenous Australia and, and shed a positive light on what yep. Indigenous women are really are doing and have been doing. And I thought I would use swimwear as sort of the, I guess uh, I explain it as the vessel to how I sort of share those messages and, and educational yeah. experiences, so you, I guess. Did you actually start the business while on maternity leave? Yeah, two months after <laughs> I officially went on maternity leave. So I had Zion in November of 2017 yep. and I started Leandra Swim in January 2018. <laughs> wow. And so now you're selling globally. So technically yeah. you're a global brand. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited about that. Thank you. So excited. Um, what was the first, you know, sort of thing that you, you, you envisioned and you're like, you know, I'm going to create this and I'm going to sell it. How am I going to sell it? Who's going to be the target audience? Now, I yeah. know nothing about women's swimwear, so you're <laughs> going to have to carry me a little bit on this. Topic. Yeah, yeah. No. So um, it was, look, it was a lot of learning. It wasn't my, I suppose, initial area of expertise in terms of fashion. Um, while, you yeah. know, swimwear as a consumer, I love, I've got, you know, lots of swimwear. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, it's different when you're running a business. So first and foremost, I was like, okay, I'm running a business. So what does that yeah. mean? So I needed to really upskill my, myself on running a business you know understanding yeah. data and analysis and branding and and all of that stuff and um yeah. you know i i'm completely self-funded so starting off <laughs> limited money you know budget on stuff 
Um, <laughs> so it was, yeah, that, that was really hard. I had to kind of figure out how to stretch the dollar. Yeah. And I really started off with, you know, doing markets and researching. Yep. And that was really great in, ter in terms of customer research because I got to actually speak to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and get actual feedback on, on my first collection, um, which I learned yep. a lot. So from my first to my second collection, you could probably see a really big difference. I did a really big brand, yep. um, rebrand and overhaul because I learned a lot in that first, yep. you know, 18 months. Well, let's, um, let's bring it up so everyone knows what we're talking about. Here we go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there it is. So we've got, this is, I'm assuming all the latest stuff, 241. Yeah, so that's my new collection. So 241, yep. the contrast. So the name behind that is basically, so it's two for one. So it's a reversible swimwear. So you get two swimwear, two bikinis yep. or two swim pieces in one. And yep. the contrast. So the prints were purposely done to contrast each other. So you got the black and white contrasted yep. with the, the blue print. Yeah, wow. Um, I know my wife loves them as well. Um, yeah. She's not indigenous. Um, you know, her father's South Indian, mother's uh, Anglo. Do you find as well? Are you having you know non-indigenous, um, you know, people of Australia or, or globally wanting to buy the swimwear and you know wearing that those pieces? Yeah, um, I do. And you know what? I mean, I. It's like balancing those two worlds. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of my Aboriginal heritage, my Yolngu yeah. culture, um, and I want to be able to really share that with um, non-Indigenous people as well, not just in Australia but around the world. And it, I really want to be able to celebrate um, all the brilliant things that we do as a community and as a culture here in Australia and, yeah. and share and educate that in a positive light. I mean, you know, there's so much there's so much out there and I think that, you know, growing up, I didn't really have, whilst I had great role models personally, I, you know, apart from Kathy Freeman or, you know, Yvonne Gulagong Corley, I don't yeah. really ever remember having any names that I could, you know, just instantly call upon. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to create... Um, new not new because a lot you know these women have been doing stuff for a long time a lot of them and but i wanted to be able to shed a light and and give the opportunity to create um new household names that all of australia yeah. could celebrate and get behind and become familiar with who they are and what their story is and what they've been doing yeah fantastic and i, I think i'm i'm the same but i'm discovering uh more and more indigenous leaders yeah it's great early 1900s to, to where we are today that have done things and set up foundation stones and you know a lot of the movements we see now today is that's been done for a long time so how do we build on those legacies you know keep moving forward with some sort of productive you know solution yeah um so you're doing the swimwear and it's recyclable plastics yeah so um you know i've i really wanted to be able to move into and you know a bit of a buzzword eco-friendly yep. but i wanted to be able to be as sustainable in my practices and ethical um, yep. as i possibly could be so i'm very you know transparent with who i am and and how i do things um, my fabrics are made from um, a fabric called Reprieve, which is made yeah. from regenerated plastics collected from the ocean. 
Wow. And then in my um, packaging, I mean, I try and be as yeah sustainable as I possibly can. And I'm always looking at new ways to incorporate and, and switch out from using plastic. So, um, you know, elements that aren't as great for the environment as possible. So yeah, my yeah, packaging, yeah. you know, here I've got, comes in these bags, which are made from cassava. And on the back, yeah, okay. as a little label says, I'm not plastic. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, there's from from that to my mailer bags are home compostable, and I'm really excited. Actually, I haven't shared this I with anyone it. yet. Yeah, oh, cool. But, um, I get an announcement. Yeah, you get an announcement. <laughs> so you know, in the swimwear label. So this is my swimwear at the moment. So these are the bottoms, yeah. right? And yeah. um, so you you get a little tag that tells you about the fabric and. Yeah. At the moment, you know, we get these labels in here, which are the hygiene stickers. And at the moment, they're plastic, but I'm really excited. So from now on and moving forward, um, I've found uh, home compostable plastic hygiene stickers that yeah, wow. um, will be able to further, you know, be sustainable and, and switch up these plastic hygiene stickers for something that's going to be better for the environment. Yeah, as yeah, well sure. as so, so, know, so pretty hygiene. much the supply chain is just you know swapping out slowly over time as opposed exactly. to i think a lot of people in business they try to nail this one you know concept or prototype and they just yeah. can't budge from that instead of building it as you go yeah and coming back and removing new things for other you know products exactly. or services or different elements that's really I mean, like mature to do that in business yeah i mean i really i, I work off the philosophy of i want to be better and do better and yeah. you know i might set one standard one year and i'm always looking not that i can outdo myself but yeah how can i do better do better for the environment do better for the you know my community um yeah, in whatever sure. way that comes so um yeah i don't think it's a oh that's it i've done i'm done who knows what i'll be able you know and i'm always researching and, and trying yeah, to yeah. educate myself so yeah yeah, I yeah. think you've got that that stories there as well. You know, it's just like I said, if you step back and go, you see a, a young Lou girl coming down, moving off country, school teaching, um, you know, mother remarries, and then now you're selling, you know, swimwear globally that's recyclable yeah. um, plastic. It's just like that's insane when you you put it together in a, in a time frame. Um, so tell a bit more about um, your family. I know you've got a few crazy stories. One yeah. in particular is the birth of your second child. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to bring it up. It's just it's just too crazy not to to share this one. So I'll hand that over to you. Okay, so um yeah, I okay, so what are, I I don't know, I think it was a little bit of a subconscious thing as well, but yeah. um Wollongong Wollongong Hospital. So I was yeah, pregnant with uh, who's my third baby she's three months Good. old and um yeah number three and so she about when I was about six months pregnant Wollongong University uh, not university so Wollongong Hospital were like we're yeah. doing a revamp of the maternity ward it's going to be yeah. shifted and so I was like oh no and I tossed up the idea to move and and you know give birth in another hospital but my maternity yeah. uh, my midwife said I don't think you'll make it. I think your um, labor will be very quick. I had Zion in two hours. So she was like, yeah, I think you're yeah. gonna have your, your, your next baby even quicker. I was like, okay, yeah. great. So what options do I have left? Either I just continue to go to Wollongong Hospital or I do a home birth. Yeah. Um, a home birth for me just really scared me. Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't 
really, I don't know, just the whole thing. I was just a little bit nervous about it. So yeah, I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just go to Wollongong Hospital. Yeah. I don't really want to be in the hospital long anyway. It's just, you know, it'll be fine. So yeah. come to <laughs> come to D Day. So she's two, she was two days over over my due date, and yeah. then yeah. Um, at, at about one o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I just I had pains, and I'm like, oh no, nah, it's it's not not real. Like it's fine. Yeah. I'll just wait a little while. Wait a little while. At about quarter past one, I was like, all right, I'm going to hop in the shower. I said to my partner, Jamie, can you please call the hospital, call our friend who was coming over to mind, you know, the kids while we went to hospital. Today's the day. And today, yeah, it's it's time. So we only live about 10 minutes max from the hospital, five minutes in the middle of the night, you know, we're so close. And we went around to one side of the hospital to, to get in. We're buzzing, buzzing, you know, I'm having contractions now. They're coming yeah, really yeah. quickly, really painful. I nearly passed out and the door's not opening. Yeah, so it's wow. one o'clock. At, by this yeah. time, it was like 1.30 yeah. in the morning. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, okay, we need to get back in the car and go around to the other entrance. Yeah. So by the time we're doing all of this, um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm like, the baby's coming. <laughs> She's yeah. going to be here soon. <laughs> so my partner was like, okay, you quickly parked at the front front door of the other entrance of the hospital. And yep. I'm yep. like, I can't walk by this stage. Oh, and so oh, no. he's like, all right, I'll go and get, you know, some help. I'll get a wheelchair, blah, blah, blah. I was yep. like, okay, yep. I'll just wait here for you. So he runs. And I think just by timing, there was the security guard was walking across there. So he'd like, motion to be like oh can can we get some help you know my, yeah, my yeah, girlfriend's yeah, yeah. about to give birth yeah. so while all this is going on i've like rolled out of the car and i'm like in the gutter of the footpath like <laughs> oh, just needed to get out of the car i was like i just i feel so confined anyway yeah. long yeah. story short um yeah she was born right there <laughs> in the in on the footpath outside of the hospital <laughs> at one 1.50 in the morning, delivered by yeah, my partner, the security guard, the hospital warden and the security guard. So, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't in the was... job description, I don't think. No, so. I don't think so. But you know what? They did such a good job the whole oh, time. That's fantastic. I, yeah, and it was, I mean, I don't recommend it. Try and be probably a little bit organised, more yeah. organised than what I was. But uh <laughs> I don't know if it you can, I think our, our second one was like, uh, yeah, waiting and waiting. And then it was like, while we're waiting in the bathroom for the midwife to come in the hospital, she came out in like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. So it was like, it was just surreal because it was just like all happened, you know, after being yeah. waiting for so long. Um, so uh, yeah. that's, you know, such, such exciting, you know, stuff to happen in life. Um, so it we'll was. finish up on no, the future. You know, I know yeah. it's big for you and what you're doing. You've got, you know, I'll bring it up in a second. Here we go. Um, at the bottom, you've got inspiring women. Yeah, and sort of so, touching on some of the stories of of some of the um, you know, indigenous ladies across our nation doing great things that probably people haven't heard of. Um, yeah, how does that tie I mean, into you know your sort of your swimwear? Yeah, so um, like I was saying before, all my swimwear is named after uh, different inspirational and groundbreaking women. Um, yeah. yeah. Not that that's just a different um, blog, but um, yeah, Who's different. In, <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, <laughs> different, inspirational, and yeah, groundbreaking Indigenous women from yep. around Australia. So it's not just you know women from from my part of the country; it's from all over. Yep. And it, the purpose of that is yeah to really just shed a light and and share some of those positive narratives of yep. these women that are doing yeah phenomenal things. So every yeah. collection so that's groundbreaking has because it's like going into the consumer as opposed yeah. to what indigenous businesses are, business to government or business to corporate or business to business, you know, you're going to the consumer, the people, the yeah. everyday people on the ground and reiterating those positive um, role models. Look, so where where is Leandra Swim in uh, five to ten years? Five to ten years. Well, yes. I'll just quickly show you. So everybody actually gets a card like this. Oh, wow. That, yep. um, yeah, I really wanted to be able to, yeah, share you know start a grassroots movement of yeah 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 the story so um but yeah five what was that five to ten years five to ten years where's leandra swim you know oh you know we'll be up there with like kylie jenner billion dollar <laughs> <laughs> i think it was not Company. billion dollars actually <laughs> oh yeah well we'll be past then no <laughs> <laughs> you'll be legit legitimate yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so um the next goal is to really be able to further sort of build our footprint into yep. the international yep. market. Um, definitely want to hit out and get to Miami Swim Week and yep. just, yeah, take the brand globally. And, yeah, that's sort of my my next real big goal that I want to want to hit. Well, I'm going to hold you to it because next time yeah. you're on, I'm going to be <laughs> keeping you accountable in five to ten years. So. Yeah, yeah please the Burke do. Like the Street Shop, one down at, uh, you know, um, in Sydney as well, Sydney CBD. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. Anyway, thanks for coming on, sister. So good to hear your story. I'll put the links of your business um, when we share it across the socials as well. Um, and that will also be available on Spotify if anyone wants to listen while they're in the car. Because uh, most people can't watch during the middle of the day because they have jobs. So yeah, <laughs> but we oh, all no, know no. you scroll on Facebook, yeah. you mobs. Lunch so. break, mobs. lunch break, yeah. lunch break, lunch shop. break. Yeah, sit in there. So <laughs> um, also, no, thanks for coming on, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, sis. Thank you, and thank you for having me. No worries at all.